Hello and welcome to the More on Media podcast. This is Riley. I'm here with Elijah. Hey, I'm Elijah. I'm Riley's cousin. Yeah, we'd like to welcome you today to the More Than Media podcast. Yes. And, uh, you know, we're here camping out amid the COVID-19 crisis, contaminating each other. So, yeah. welcome to the show. Roll the intro. It's more than a podcast. It's more than a podcast. It's more than a podcast. It's more than a... Beautiful. <clears throat> um, so we... We're recording for about five minutes and realized that we weren't not recording. <laughs> we had a bit of a false start. <laughs> yeah. Take two. So we're, yeah. uh, we're redoing this. Yep. All right. So um, as stated in the intro, Riley and uh, Elijah are both my cousins, and we are here in Austin, Texas. On a bit of a family golf trip. Yes. A, a bit of a, a big... A big boy. A big family golf trip. Family golf trip. Twelve of us... Um, all playing golf. Yep. Currently sitting in a room with four bunk beds, which nets out to eight beds. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't know. Four times two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Calculating. You will learn shortly that I have a math degree. <laughs> yes. Um, as long as it goes in the same order as last time. Just right. Um, so, yeah. Um, Riley brought that up because we had previously talked about my dad's snoring. Um, An absurd amount. He was at very loud was, vol- volumes. He was in the uh, this room in one of the bunks, and his snoring is so bad that he got kicked out, and now he has to sleep on the couch. Yep. Um, nobody was able to sleep. Nope, not really. But not without some kind of tools or <laughs> tools. lots of frustration. Tools yeah. meaning my noise canceling headphones. Right. The seven other people in this room with Pat. Well, we're hosted up outside with torches and pickaxes. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. It was yeah. about to be a huge mess. Right. Rocks. It was a, yeah. It was a big, um, oh, what's the word? Kerfuffle. Yeah. Just a can That's of not worms. the word I was trying to use. A um, mob. Protest. A protest. Against his presence. I like to think of protests as peaceful operations most yeah. of the time. This was not. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's because I grew up with him, but... Um, right, you've grown accustomed. Yeah, I didn't wake up once. I didn't have any issues. Yeah, because you are lucky. <laughs> yeah, maybe also. And um, I'm just, just trained. So, Elijah and I'm I are trained. needy sleepers. Yes. Yeah, used you, to certain expectations. Do you guys sleep with white noise or anything, or no. is it a silent room? Silent room. Most of the time, it's silent. Yeah. Sometimes I listen to music when I sleep, but nothing crazy. Like the AC. Music. That's kind of white noise, but what kind of music? Music. Metallica. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything with screamo. Um, Cup of Joe by Anthrax. That's a good one. Uh-huh. <laughs> Puts me right to sleep. <laughs> um, and 100 honesty, most of the time I listen to. Sometimes if I listen to music when I'm going to sleep, it's like uh, Alan Watts with like a mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a music voiceover or whatever. Right. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Nice. Well, that's cool. John I always... Cage, four thirty three. You what? guys know that song? No, I don't know. It's uh, it's a, sing it's, it. It's silent. <laughs> oh, the pieces. Oh yeah, I know yeah, that one. Yeah. I know that one. <laughs> it's just an experimental music right piece where it's just it, the orchestra just sits there doing nothing. Did you ever for, perform that? No, I didn't. Oh, okay, I had some peers that did, but oh really? Yeah, as like their one of their 
performances I think in college. So. Yeah. So they actually hilarious. they don't actually play anything. They don't play they anything. They just, they just go yeah. up with the it's music. It's supposedly on the stand. like a statement about like you're supposed to listen to the audience and like what the audience does yes. during a performance. Okay. Have you ever it's been cool. have you ever been to like I went to the New York Philharmonic one yeah. time and between each movement everybody would cough so much yeah i know is that every time or was it just that concert because no. it was it was ridiculous that's pretty much every time they're like hold the applause but we'll just well, replace also it because with usually orchestras are like old people uh-huh. or older older folks yeah right so they'll <laughs> cough up a lung during the, yeah the between movements or yeah. something well but this was in the audience that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like people in the audience, or like it's, the in, people interested in that are usually right, are older. usually elderly. Yeah, and they're just trying to be gener- kind by not right. coughing during. Right. They, I mean, the they music. probably cough during too. Yeah. You just don't notice it. Right. Oh, that's funny. I forgot about that. Um, yeah. So intros. Anyway, intros. Yeah. Riley. Yeah. Who are you? Explain yourself. Uh, so I am Riley Malloy. I was born in Tucson, Arizona, and lived there for uh, 18 years of my life. And I am a big music guy, like Luke. Um, very into you know listening to music, making music, that whole deal. Was kind of grown up playing a lot of music. What instruments? Uh, I started with piano, age four, and yeah. then picked up guitar when I was in sixth grade. And then did classical or electric, or just well, like it was one of those things where I got a classical guitar, but it was like open ended, and then and okay. then I got my electric like shortly yeah. after that. But okay. so then I mostly just stuck to right. like electric and yeah. rock music. And was it like, like School that. of Rock where you were playing electric or like rock music on your acoustic and getting in trouble for playing that card? Hell yeah, brother! <laughs> <laughs> no, remember that? No, I part? do. Yes, I I started off with like a nylon string because. They were easy to learn on. Like okay. they, we were told that they were a good like learning right. tool. And I still have my nylon string. Really? And that thing f-ing bumps. Uh-oh. That thing bumps. <laughs> you swore. I did. <laughs> Bleep. <laughs> Bleep. <laughs> anyway. You guys didn't hear it. No. Nope. <laughs> You'll never know what word to use. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so then, yeah, I uh, have a math background. I went to school for math and physics mm-hmm. at ASU. And then I went to, I got my master's at Washington, Uni- University of Washington mm-hmm. in applied math. And then, yeah, I work in the analytics and data science world. And I currently work at Electronic Arts, the video game publisher and developer. EA. EA Sports. We're yes. in the game. We're, we are <laughs> in the game, yeah. And that's me. Nice. So why math? Uh, so... I was never that good at math when I was younger. And then over time, like when we started getting like past algebra and even past geometry, I just Uh found myself getting more and more interested in it and also getting better at it just in like abstract thinking and stuff. And I thought it was really cool to think about these very vague abstract concepts that like, Uh well, it's, it sounds vague, but it's actually extremely concrete when you put pencil to paper right uh and then it just kind of kept growing and growing from there and it just like it when you when you think about it visually there's Mm -hmm. a lot of like fascinating elements of the math world when you like think about it visually right even even when you get to the point when it's beyond being able to think of it visually like 
what you can think of visually is still fascinating. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, and I was good at it too. Yeah. Like, you know, so, and I think what fascinated me about math was in high school, I don't know if you guys got this opinion, but it was like, I was like, I just wanted to know what calculus was because it seemed like nobody could tell me what it was. Mm, yeah, I didn't care that much. In algebra. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then nobody knew what was past calculus. Right. Nobody knew. And so I wanted to just get beyond that point so I could like get to the next class and then get to the class after that. Yeah. And then, yeah, you know, 10 years later, uh-huh. I'm many classes deep, so. Right. Yeah, two college degrees later. Two college degrees <laughs> later. Exactly. You are math. Yep. Um, and you you interned or you did some sort of research with at Fermilab, mm-hmm. right? Which is in yeah. So Chicago for a while, area. I wanted to do physics. Yeah. Like originally, I was interested in physics and yeah. understanding origins of the universe and elementary particles and that kind of stuff. Um, and so I got a job just being a researcher uh, with a professor of mine in the physics department, uh, and we kind of did like the, an experimental particle physics. Um, research project that was about simulating the uh, trajectory of a particle yeah. uh, over space. Mm-hmm. And so as a part of that project, uh, it was like a collaboration that my professor was doing with some people at Fermilab, okay. which is just outside of Chicago. Right. So, I so you, were, you were with your professor, but at Fermilab? No, he didn't go actually. Oh, okay. Uh, we but you were just, working with him. Yeah, he we worked with him during Arizona. the year, and then we went during the summer. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, and it was me and another guy, uh, my buddy Sam, who mm-hmm. was, is, uh, ridiculously smart dude. Um, yeah. Nice guy. Uh, very interesting to deal with for ten weeks at a time <laughs> when you saw him. And him only yeah. <laughs> for a long time. Yeah, shout out Sam. Shout out Sam. Sam. Uh, he, he's uh, Sam. he's quite a dude. Um, yeah, we got well, many so what... many an argument. But... Oh yeah, well, so, I mean that's guaranteed. Yeah, I think when you were going to that internship, yeah. I was going into college because you were a year ahead. Of yeah, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was the entire summer you had to deal with Sam, basically. And was... yeah, no, we were there. We were there ten weeks. Yeah. Also. How does he compare against uh, the main dude from Goodwill Hunting? Uh, <laughs> um, you mean like Matt Damon in Goodwill Hunting? Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> Matt Damon had like street cred and street qualities, right? If you take all that away and replace his street cred with like, you know, D&D cred... <laughs> or some <laughs> which like I to be fair like I think D&D is kind of cool I don't uh-huh. know that much about it but uh-huh. like mo- must, most respect to people who are like into D&D yeah. and that kind of stuff yeah. but like he was very much on that side of uh, cred the cultural world yes. right? the pop culture world yeah. um, and, and also he was very uh, he was ADHD, so like he would get super focused on a pro- problem, yeah. and like would just dig into a problem. And I'd be like, "Whoa, dude, slow down, turn it down a notch," because I need to like catch up. Yeah. And he would like he would also make mistakes when he was working on a problem or something. Right. Every once in a while, but like he would just be flying by stuff. So it was one of those like he was like two x my rate of like oh. getting work done. Yeah. But like I could kind of go at it longer 
and like put in like ensure quality. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, he's he's quite a dude. He's getting his PhD right now. He's almost done, I think. Okay. Is in, that, and so is that in, in math or physics? Theoretical physics. Theoretical physics. Yeah, he's at. Uh, I love that stuff. It's good, shit, man. I'm sorry. It's good stuff, man. <laughs> Keep swearing. <Dang> beep. <laughs> beep. <laughs> it's good beep. <laughs> Well, it's fun. Cool. So when you were there, it, sorry, I, I keep asking questions. Was you were using like Hyperloop stuff and or not Hyperloop? No, that's Tesla's thing. We What's were really bored. Like we didn't get to use any fancy equipment or anything. Oh, really? No, so we just, just like sat on our numbers. computers and met with people. Interesting. Like because all we were doing was simulations. Right. So we got on to tour around. Computers. Like we got to go around this facility that uh-huh. had all this fancy equipment, but we used none of it. So you could have been in Arizona. Could have, yeah. It was it was more like an experience for us to go and meet face to face with the people that right. were there. Yeah, and network and all that. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's and cool. Get some like direct contact because the software that we were working with was like highly specialized. And okay. Nobody really knows that much about it except uh-huh. for like a couple of guys that are at Fermilab. So. Did that take a lot of resources, like computer wise? Like, was it something that you needed like a no. supercomputer at Fermilab? No, you to did use? not need a supercomputer for it because a lot of the uh, there was two main programs that we used, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first one was just like a glorified package or suite for C++. Okay. So we would run it locally. Whoa. There's a huge I don't know if you upstairs. heard that. <laughs> Everybody upstairs is rowdy. Um, it was a big toolkit that sat on top of C++ uh-huh. um, that was nothing really special. And then the other thing was basically just like a ton of old Fortran code because mm. all this, which... For those who don't know that much about like uh, computer science or like programming languages, like Fortran is like definitely an outdated language at this point. But Isn't that the internet website? It's like Reddit. That's Fortran. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like that tweet format, right? <laughs> Elijah's That's on the, not Elijah's on the floor right now. <laughs> <laughs> what was it actually called? Fortran. 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 Okay. It's like punch card programming. Uh-huh. Like, have you guys? I, mean, I haven't heard you of pro- it. Yeah, I'm sure you know about this, but like, people used to do pro before computers uh-huh. like were really that common. People would like write programs on punch cards, and that was like the origins of, of Fortran. Yeah. That sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah, and like all these old guys at Fermilab, you know, are too stuck in their ways to like switch over to some brand new fancy language that. Is way better, but not what they're used to. Right. So boomer mentality. Yeah, boomer <laughs> mentality. Like past boomer, dude. Really? Yeah, it's like I don't know. What do you call it? Silent generation. Boomer beta. They were boomer betas. Boomer beta. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's silent generation, right? Um, I don't remember. World what War they Two, Jen. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, but anyway, speaking of programming, and this coding, guy, Elijah, your turn. Who? What? Who are you? What do you do? Excuse me. Um. Yeah, my name's Elijah, uh, cousins with Riley and Luke. Yes. Um, I was born in Würzburg, Germany, 1994. Uh, Würzburg. Skip the next, uh, you know, 25 (laughs) years or whatever. I'm 25 now. I live in Denver, Colorado. Work for Spectrum. (laughs) I work for (laughs) Spectrum or Charter, the cable company, as a mobile app developer. I've been doing that for about two years now. So, um, You know what? I have Spectrum Internet. Whoa! Yeah, they're great. I, didn't I do put too. The two together. Best cable company provider ever. Nice, no doubt. In I mind. have to believe you on that one, man. Yeah, I haven't know. had many complaints. I, there's no honest. way he could be biased, right, on that call. Yeah, 
<laughs> I had Spectrum Cable for a while, but I ended up ditching it. No, they're good. They're good. Going I got a call there. from Spectrum a couple of weeks ago, maybe a couple months, and mm-hmm. they were trying to sell me on their streaming service or something. And oh, I, yeah. They I, do have a streaming service yeah, now. And I was do you know like, about that? Yes. Um, so the streaming service, we actually have like an annual... Uh, all these executives or whatever get up and on stage and like tell you about what's going on yeah. in their specific departments and stuff. And there was someone from the streaming service department. I right. don't know uh, what that organization is called. I forget. Yeah, but yeah. Spectrum. They were talking to Streamo, uh, something like that. Um, I wasn't really paying attention. I wasn't paying attention when they were going over all this stuff. Most of it didn't apply to me, but uh, they're spending a lot of time and energy and resources and capital on getting their streaming service. Like, yeah. it's a strategic move, strategic move. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense with the way things are going. They but might anyway. have to make their own content soon. If they're going to yes. are currently. Are they making oh, wow. their own content? So they what shows? Spill the tea. Um, so <laughs> part of what I said earlier, I wasn't really paying attention when they were going over this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't recall the specific titles. Probably some good shows, I bet. Yeah. They're pro- they'll probably buy out Marvel or something cool. And- that would be difficult. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they called me and I was like trying to say that I was good because I don't really watch TV. And you're good. I was like, I don't need, I don't need oh, streaming. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't really need streaming. I really only watch YouTube once or twice a day. And That's then, not true. You watch a lot more YouTube than that, don't you? Okay, you don't have to expose me, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't really watch like Netflix or. TV or whatever, so I was like, I'm good. Yeah. Um, but he, I'm sure he was following some sort of script, but he just kept going over and over, and I was like, okay, I'm good. Thank you, though. Yeah. He's like, are you sure it's free for the first month? And I was like, no, just I don't I don't want to get hooked. <laughs> Why don't you just hang up? I can't hang up on people. I don't know. I felt bad. Can't or won't? Both. <laughs> My phone He's will physically not enable. It's, the phone is attached <laughs> to him. Yeah. I can't hang up on this person. Salesman got you on the hook. Man. Yeah. yeah. It's, the same, it's the same thing as like when I'm walking by a sports venue and people are asking for tickets. Tickets. I always, I always no, have sorry. to say. I always, yeah, I, always have okay. to, I always have to turn and say, no, sorry. Don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> Just so they know I'm not ignoring them. I don't know. Don't go to Mexico or, oh, really? or like... Um, I mean, even places in Europe, like uh-huh. where there's a lot of street vendors. Oh yeah, they just try to sell you on everything. Yeah, I, I was just in Mexico for yeah. a trip, and you'll get these people that will just come come up to you. Like even at the resort I was staying at, they'll be like, "Wow, hey, you want to buy this thing?" Or they'll sell you like they'll take their, your picture and then try and sell it back. Yeah, to you. like yeah, yeah, right. you want a picture? Right. Okay, that'll be 10, yeah, ten bucks. You know, it's a funny story. I was in New York, and there were these like street rappers, yeah, trying to sell their mixtape. And I was like, I, I always like to buy a mixtape from a street rapper in New York whenever mm-hmm. I go. Stay up with the scene. Yeah, you know, yeah. just see who's coming up. And um, so I go, and I, he was like, uh, 10 bucks or something. So I was like, okay. And I hand him 10 bucks, and then he turns around and walks away. I was like, what? Where's the CD? And then another guy comes up with a CD, and he was, I was like, hey, I just gave that guy money. Can I have the CD? And he's like, oh, I'm not with him. You got to give me 10 bucks. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, oh no. my gosh. I got Dang, scammed. So the first guy didn't give you his his no. uh, mixtape? You no, know, he was like asking if I wanted to buy a mixtape. And then I was like, yeah. And then I gave him 10 bucks. And then he didn't he give me. away? Yeah. Oh, that's rude, man. Yeah. But that's one of those things where it's like, you know. I don't know about you guys. That's pretty good business to it me. It is good. Like, I mean, I've, thought about it. I've thought about it every couple of weeks for the last six years. <laughs> 
ever since it happened. I'm still upset. uh, No no operating expenses on that business, (laughs) right? Right, right. (laughs) You're not having to make anything. Are you for real? (laughs) That's a solid practice. Yeah. So you work at Spectrum, app developing. Are you front end or back end stuff? I am front end. So middle end. He he takes care of just that middle. Middle oh, okay. layer stuff. Just kidding. It's yeah. actually like a term. It is a thing. Oh, really? Middleware. Is that like the? Is that like managing the front and the back end stuff? I you would think that's what it is, but actually, I'm just kidding. No one really knows what it stands for. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, yeah. Say, say okay. what you do. It's okay. Um, I'm a front end developer. Okay. So what we do is we have several teams at work. Um, <clears throat> I won't even get into what they do. Front-end uh-huh. developers basically just create the screens that users use on mobile apps. So it's like the actual visual layout of text and buttons and stuff on a screen that you interact with. The user yeah. interface. Correct. Yeah. UI or UX. Wait, why X? Experience. Oh. Wouldn't it be UE? Or is Logitech it's, trademark it's a trademark that? It's sh- a shortcut. Oh. Okay. X. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Nice. So, um, so do you make like the graphics then, or do you make like the way, or do you control the graphics interacting with the actual coding stuff? What exactly do you mean by graphics? Like, do you make the pictures and stuff? No, we do not. We have a design team that makes all images for us. Okay. And they just hand it to us and then we place it on the screen. Right. And so then you say like, when they click this, it does something yes nice so i know i know not as much about coding and programming as these two nerds so we're nerds <laughs> yeah big nerds um yeah it's all interesting to me so um how'd you get into that like y- you majored in computer, computer science? science yeah so because you skipped to age 25 <laughs> you, you didn't go over 25 <laughs> big yeah. yeah all that stuff's not important um how I got into computer science or programming. Yeah. Um, Riley had like a pretty deep conversation or a little spiel on like how he was passionate about abstract math and physics and stuff. Uh-huh. And mine's a little bit more simple. I was just most concerned with the degree that was easiest to Google answers. So <laughs> it seemed like computer science was the way to go. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's funny. That's what I've heard, too, is when you're a software developer, you're pretty much just a professional Googler. Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. My first internship out of college was with this uh, company up in Boston. Yeah. And this was, like, my first actual, like, C-sharp programming internship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, the advice that all my mentors gave me that were, like, three to five years into their, like, career path right. were, like, just get decent at Googling stuff. That's all you need <laughs> to like be able to do to be successful in this career path. Yeah, I was like, that's actually crazy. That, I feel like that's the same with the stuff I do because it's like we're just Googling products and like oh, what yeah. kind of connections they have and, and what kind of... Do you have like any stuff? forums that you'll go to on the regular for um, certain advice? Like, cause if it's like... If it's like more audio stuff, there's like gearsluts.com, oh, which is gotcha. pretty good. That's a bunch of like pretentious audio guys though so if you ask a dumb question you'll look like an idiot gotcha um but yeah there's like you know autocad ones or just like there's a av uh reddit yeah subreddit we have uh like when the programming and like even data science world Uh we have uh 
Stack Exchange, Stack Overflow. Yeah, Stack Overflow. A place where people just go to ask questions. And right. It's like if you go and Google a question like nine times out of ten, it'll the top to response is going to be like a Stack Overflow thing. It's like really someone like word for word asking your question. Yeah. Yeah. And then top answer, green check mark, boom, copy paste code into. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Like they'll write out the little code exactly. The little, you yeah. know, line. Copy paste. Everything works. Yeah, it's awesome. except for that one time that it doesn't, and then yeah. you have to like dig super deep into right. some very weird edge case that you are supporting. Yeah, similar to what Luke said though. If you ask a silly question on Stack Overflow or Stack Exchange, oh, they'll roast you. Get, you. you get roasted into oblivion, <laughs> yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you guys ask questions ever on there? I've actually answered. Really? Some questions, yeah. Did you answer wrong and then get roasted by that? No, I've I got like too. uploaded in stuff. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, I have like uh, some cre- some karma equivalent. Nice. I don't think they call it karma. Right. Same um, thing. Though, yeah. 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 Reddit karma, but for and no, I never asked level. though because so everyone smart, else has already, already asked. <laughs> right. Or they haven't, and then you just get obsessed with looking for the answer. Yeah. And like read a textbook or something, <laughs> yeah. and then you get the answer. Right. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> I have asked a two or three questions on Stack Overflow. And yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I've answered like uh, a handful. A handful. So. I've asked a Reddit. I've asked some Reddit questions on like Reddit math, uh-huh. but most of them are very like open ended, or yeah. Like I asked a career one okay. one time, and then I asked one that was like about a math thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the Reddit can also be kind of a harsh place. Yeah, pretty much all of the internet. <laughs> yeah, the, all the internet. Yeah, yeah that's a pretty except for there's some there's some like coding websites, uh, some like programming websites which are like ridiculously nice. Really? Have you ever been to dev dev to? I don't believe it's I've like ever a blog. It's like a it's like <clears throat> uh, medium almost, but like it's like very community based and. They're very friendly with each other, so you just write a blog post, uh-huh. and your blog post could be about literally nothing, or like about a basic <laughs> like CS like one hundred and one thing. Yeah, and people will reply and be like, "Nice job, great first blog post." <laughs> oh, that's like, so nice! Like these weird corners of the internet <laughs> where people are like ridiculously nice yeah, to each other, sitting on clouds yeah. and eating lollipops. Because I think it's because it's not anonymized. <laughs> like you have to put your oh, full name in. Yeah, or you have to put and a social picture. social security number. Social right? Yeah. <laughs> Primary residence, yeah, right. and <laughs> phone number, yeah, that's funny. So, when you got that internship, um, I've always been interested in this because I've seen videos on YouTube or whatever of people interviewing to work at Google or other places with computer science. Did they ask you to like write code by hand on the spot or anything like that? Are you talking about the inter- the, like the, the interview? In the interview, yeah, yeah. Yes, they did. Oh and here's gosh. the worst part about my first internship out of college uh-huh. is they asked me to code without an IDE. They asked me to open up Notepad and format everything. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, this is silly. They're ask- they basically asked for like a very easy programming uh-huh. setup or like a, like a small block of code that was right. – super easy like, like pretty trivial hello world almost uh, easy. yeah a little bit like one step above that but yeah. no more than one step uh-huh. and i was just like i am actually having a difficult time formatting all of this like give me a <laughs> I've second never coded give before. me a second <laughs> interview <laughs> get your tabs and spaces yeah. right yeah. yeah i actually sent them an email after the interview and was just like hey i apologize for like not getting this like 100 percent correct or whatever but yeah please know that i do know how to code like i've been <laughs> yeah. doing this for the past four years in college like, right 
Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they have to understand. I'm sure. Did you get it There's right? Nerves and stuff. Uh, not a hundred percent correct. But okay, I got like the idea right. In uh-huh. the right, right. What That's about funny. you, Riley? Didn't you, yeah. you were saying you had to do like uh, statistic stuff for at least with the one job in um, Chicago? Yeah. So for that job, for my first analytics job. I don't think I really had to do much in terms of like see, like an interview question that was code based. Right, not coding, for, but yeah. For EA, I had to do like SQL code. Okay. Which SQL is like a database uh, language where you reference like tables in a database. Yeah. SQL is not fun. <laughs> that's what <laughs> the, you think. Th- so that's just like, <laughs> that's more just managing data. It, yeah, it's like data management, but yeah. it can get like super complicated okay. if you really want to do like very elaborate stuff. And yeah. especially like we're working with, you know, millions of rows with like, like imagine the biggest Excel sheet that you've ever had and uh-huh. like times that by a thousand or more. Damn. So 2,000. No. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Depending on how many tables you have in SQL and what exactly you're trying to do, your statement can be like more than a paragraph of yeah, like, dude. I've had just to find code. something. Yeah, I've had oh like thousands of lines of SQL code in files. Yeah. Oh. Um, but <laughs> in the interview, they'll ask you like, "Hey, you want to do this kind of thing in SQL?" And then you have to write the statement out. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, but that's like the worst that I've had. Yeah, and I've I interview people. Too, oh, you do? Like, yeah, with that kind of stuff. Because you're a big well. wig now. I wouldn't say I'm a big wig. <laughs> you're Mr. EA, right? Um, well, so I remember you were saying um, when you interviewed for that job in Chicago, it wasn't coding based, but you said you had to do like some stats stuff. Stats stuff. Yeah, on the spot. I was asked like stats questions. Yeah. So um, that's interesting to me because we like. Maybe AV is just different, or maybe I didn't really get asked questions, mm-hmm. like technical technical questions, but whenever I would go into like an AV integration company to interview, it wasn't, I didn't get asked really anything technical. Okay. How did they check if you were experienced? They would just talk to me about where I worked and saw that I, like I went to Purdue for acoustical engineering, and I think they just, it was They check references like, and stuff? No. No? So, so here's the thing. I had... I had one internship know? that I got through a friend. Yeah. They knew the owner. And then the second one I got, they didn't like have an internship program set up. So I emailed them and I guess I was probably the only one. And they were like, oh yeah, we could, you know, we could have you on. And then I got the job after I graduated from them. So gotcha. it wasn't really like, yeah, gotcha. I don't know. But. Makes sense. Yeah. So they might like in a future <laughs> job interview or something, but. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Makes but, sense. Yeah. Anyway, that's that. Um, cool. You guys have hobbies. Yeah, I would say you, so. Riley, you mentioned uh, music, but Elijah, <clears throat> weren't you on like a rugby team? Yeah, in college. Um, that was fun. I don't remember <laughs> much of that. Because the concussions or what? <laughs> yeah, definitely the concussions. Nothing oh, else. No, that's, oh, that's right. fake news. Okay. <laughs> well, how'd you get into rugby? That's not really like typically an American thing. So, or is it because of Germany? It is not because <laughs> of Germany. I think I was five or six months old when my parents and I left Germany. I don't yeah, remember yeah, any yeah. of that. I don't speak German, nothing like that. Right. Um, my first semester in college after graduating high school was at 
it was at the same college that Riley went to, ASU. Yeah. So I remember looking for hobbies when I first started college there, and one of the things that popped up was rugby. And yeah. I tried to walk on, and these guys, I was like uh, still growing or whatever. I was only uh, 17 at the time, so I was still maturing and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, these guys were just like uh, not in probably three or four leagues above me where I was at. So yeah, just I physically, you mean? Yeah. Or? Physically, okay. I could not play rugby. Um, How long did you play then? I played for three years, I believe. Oh, wow. Uh, then uh, moved to North Carolina with my family, um, did like a, a two or three semesters at a community college and went to a, like an actual university again, UNCW. Uh -huh. um, and I remember being in a dining hall one night and after the rugby guys got done with their practice, they'd all come into this dining hall, and I saw them, like, filing in or whatever. Uh -huh. I was like, these guys aren't, like, you know, big or anything. <laughs> like, I could do this. Yeah. So yeah. walked up to them, started a conversation, was just like, hey, you guys play rugby? And they're like, yeah. They're like, we're doing tryouts right now. Come out, you know. Nice. Oh, that's like awesome. next Tuesday or whatever, I showed up and like destroyed. Yeah, you have a tendency to like just go up and talk to people, yeah. and it works out really well. It does <laughs> occasionally. Yeah, but yeah, that led to three years of playing rugby with uh, some good people. That cool, was fun. that's was so the cool. Best sport I've ever played in my life. Super yeah, fun. Why? That's cool. Why is it the best sport you've ever played? Because it was less about the performance of an individual when you're playing 15 on 15 or 7 on 7. Yeah. And it's more just like a, a team aspect. Like cool. every person's position really matters, you know. Right. Um, so it was just super fun being part of like basically a giant chessboard essentially. Yeah. You know? uh -huh. Yeah. It, it was cool. It was what fun. position did you play? Or does it switch around or what? Um, my first year and a half, I played a lock position, which is kind of similar to a linebacker. Mm -hmm. Okay. And defense. then, uh, defense I mean, and offense. Both, yeah. Okay. Right. And then I switched to a back position, um, inside center, which is like a mix between a running back and a wide receiver. Okay. Um, they basically just pitch you the ball when you're running full speed and mm -hmm. then and you just go nuts. Yeah, and see what happens. Nice. So. Well, that's cool. What You played other sports in high school or in no? In high school, uh, cross country, track, and basketball. Uh -huh. And then the only other sport in college was like intramural basketball. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So did you, was rugby really like your only physical sport? Like I get, I guess basketball gets physical sometimes, but terms of like contact yeah rugby is the only actual like contact sport with tackling and stuff that i played interesting because i when i was growing up i played every sport you know but then every sport <laughs> not soccer actually which is funny um but at one point in like middle school like eighth grade i think i played lacrosse indoor and i got hit really hard and decided Contact sports are not for me. <laughs> so that's interesting. That Maybe if I didn't grow up playing them, I would have been more interested in it in college. But, yeah. It's a good way to get hurt, Luke. Rugby yeah. or contact sports? Just contact, contact sports. sports in yeah. General. That's, so. that's part of it. I mean, they're fun, but it's just like, Did yeah. you ever get hurt? I did get hurt a few times playing rugby. I think I broke um, a few of my fingers. I broke... Jeez. That, well, that's like kind of a given, I imagine. Broke my nose one time. Ooh. I'm 100% positive I got concussions on at least one occasion. <laughs> uh, 
I also broke my ankle too in practice one day. Oh, I was out for like a few months after that. Was that on a contact, or you just like tripped on a line or something? No, that was on contact. We were doing a hitting drill, and this one dude basically just like hip tossed me. Like uh, my my cleat stuck in the ground, and as he was like twisting, like and you guys don't wear any pads. No pads, but here's the thing, though. With no pads in rugby, there is a ton of rules to keep the players safe. So uh-huh. it's not like football where people have shoulder pads and helmets and right. like everything, and they're watching themselves like missiles <laughs> that people running with the ball. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Like mm-hmm. you're not allowed to touch anyone without the ball, and if you hit someone with the ball without wrapping up, like actually tackling them, them. Yeah. if you just run into them with your shoulder, in the type of rugby that we played. That's like a huge deal. You're yeah. not allowed to do oh, that. Wow. If you don't wrap up and take the person down like <clears throat> safely essentially, right. yeah. you're getting either kicked out of the game or kicked off for ten minutes. Yeah. Like, right so it was, it was gotcha. tackling, not hitting. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Um also another thing too is kickoff in rugby's um when you kick the ball, mm-hmm. one of the proper ways to catch the ball is to basically jump. You jump off one foot and you're in the air when you catch the ball. Uh While you are in the air, no one's allowed to touch you, regardless of the team. So, Oh, interesting. No one can touch you until you land on the ground. Once you land on the ground, you can get lit up, but (laughs) it's not like you're going to jump up, catch the ball, and someone's going to, like, hit you, like, underneath your legs and stuff. Or, like, in football, when you catch it and get just destroyed as soon as you touch the ball. Yeah. If you're in the air, you can't touch that person. If you do, it's at a minimum like a yellow card, Mm -hmm. if not a red card. Wow. So were you doing weights? Like were you did you guys have like training regimens outside of rugby when you were playing? We did. Um they were not Yeah. Sorry. They were not super strict. So we had like team events where we'd go to the gym at a certain time on a certain date and like would lift or whatever, but that wasn't like strictly enforced by the uh by the coaches or gotcha. anything. Okay. It was a club it was a club yeah, team. Yeah, it's a club team. So we were still ranked top ten for division two college rugby. Dang. But it wasn't like it was not super serious, if you right. know what I'm wow. saying. That's still gotcha. cool though. It wasn't like marching band that either you guys <laughs> did where yeah. it's like a big deal or whatever. We'd have practice two times a week and would like I mean, hang when, out did, outside of practice. Were any things, um, <laughs> air quotes, like when you would go play against other schools, right? You would you do that? We would, yeah. Was that covered? Was there like fees that were covered by the school at all? Or yes. So we played. Uh, I'm sorry. We paid a membership to play rugby against like the other schools and stuff. Yeah. Um, I think it was fifty or seventy five bucks a oh, semester. Oh. But we would get like a stipend from the university every every semester. Like nice. hey, you have this wow. much for hotels and like traveling and stuff. That's and cool. That's pretty so, good. Yeah. That yeah, was cool. It was fun. Yeah, because I just think after you mentioned band, it was like we would get to go on all these fun trips for free essentially. Yeah. Free trips. So that was pretty sweet. Yeah. What was uh speaking of that, what was your favorite trip from band for Bradley. Oh man, this one time we went to this is not a favorite trip. Uh My favorite trip was probably going to San Francisco. Really? Yeah, we just did like a that's we did bowl game say. trips. <laughs> did you? Yeah. yeah. Like what Foster was the bowl? Farms Bowl. That's the one or, I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it was Foster <laughs> Farms Bowl when I went though. Oh, okay. It was probably like you <laughs> it changes know, every year. The PlayStation. Yeah, but it was in like the 49ers Stadium or yeah, whatever. Yep, yep, 
yeah. and it was just a good trip. It was, it was a good far. trip. Different trips, but we did trip. one. We we uh, we did the trip to play Notre Dame Ooh. at AT and T Stadium. Oh, in Dallas. And we drove to Dallas uh-huh. from Phoenix, which was a twenty-hour wow. bus ride. Wow, twenty hours, and it was absolutely brutal. However, comma, I got. I somehow ended up with a room on my own. <laughs> I had the I was the only person in the entire trip that had a, a room to themselves. Was this when you were a drum major? I was drum major. Okay, yeah. so, at so least I it's was like... kind of in, but it wasn't like I wasn't setting any of that up. I think it was just one of those things where when they're arranging the rooms for all the band members, like uh-huh. the drum majors are one of the last to be considered unless yeah. they otherwise speak up. Right, okay. and they're like, oh, I'm going to be in this room or whatever. Did, and I didn't have anyone that I was particularly wanting to stay with because everybody else kind of had a room or something. Right. And so I just kind of like ended up with a free room, extra room. That's amazing. Yeah. That's it's pretty great. sweet. And this was uh, also when I was dating Lisa. Oh, yeah. So your now wife. My now wife. So uh, shout was, out Lisa, by the shout way. Shout out. Yes. Shouts out. It's it's nice. Hands, All right. in exactly. <laughs> Hands in the air. Hands in the air. Um, I have more questions. I have more questions for you guys, but we'll go. We'll get into those later. Okay. Um, let's jump into Chow Check. Let's just jump into it. Hey Google, play Chow Check. That's my favorite thing to do. Chow so, Check. Um, I explained to you guys before we started what what is something that you tried that you would like to talk about. Who's going first? You go first. Okay. So we've been on this trip in Austin. Yes. Right. Texas. Austin. Germany. Texas. Oh, <laughs> no, Austin, Texas. <laughs> yeah, um, and we've we've played golf three days in a row yes. at three different courses, spread out across kind of the west, the northwest side of the Austin area. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Yeah, well, <laughs> I just thought we were in. An glance hour at a map from, once in a while, I dude. Should well, I I've looked um, at the map, but I just haven't zoomed out <laughs> to see where it is. I just learned today that all three of these courses are owned by the same, like company or something was yeah. that you that told me that yeah, yeah yeah i think it's like the the owner the the owner is the same across the three i don't Which, know how I, many I, I didn't fact check you on that one but i'll i'll take you at your word okay but anyway that's high pressure um all three of these places you know so we'll be playing 18 holes and we'll stop after nine to like grab a snack or something like yeah. that and you want to grab something that's pretty quick all three of these places had what they called sausage wraps which I'd never seen before, uh-huh. but it was literally just a, a sausage in a tortilla, which is like a classic Riley snack at home. Like I would just I just make that kind of stuff at home uh-huh. when I'm lazy and needing food. Right. Uh, these were so good. These sausage really? wraps were. I I thought so. I mean, the tortillas were perfect. Like I don't know if there's just something in the water here in austin like when they make tortillas or if it's just like they all get it from like the same tex-mex distributor or something right. but the tortillas are fantastic uh-huh. and then the sausages all have little bits of cheese in there Ooh. and they're nice and yeah and jalapenos too a little yes. bit of jalapeno in there and then you throw some hot sauce on that bad boy Ooh. it hits the spot nice maybe it gets a little bit of Ting tang on your mouth. Uh, <laughs> the after tang. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard that. But uh, Ooh, but it's good stuff. It hit the spot every time. Nice. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna give that a two thumbs up. What's the term? <laughs> Let's chow champ. Chow champ. Chow champ. Yeah. Nice. That's good. Yeah, man. What about you, Elijah? 
I got two places I'd like to talk about for Uh-oh. my uh, chin champ. Is that what it's called? <laughs> no. Chimp champ. Chow check. Chow check. Yeah, close one, close one. All right. First one was uh, earlier today after our round of golf. Um, me, Luke, Riley, and Ethan, which is my brother. Shout um, out, Ethan. Shout out. Ethan. Where is that fool? I don't know. I think he is unavoidably detained upstairs okay. with all of the uncles. He's okay. running the pool table. Yeah, he's He running. can't lose. Uh, we went to a barbecue spot, and that was really that was really good. Smoky um, Moe's? Yeah, Smoky Moe's. Is that what it's called? I think so. Yes. But we just showed up, and we got some some plates of food after a few minutes of ordering and stuff, and it was it was pretty delicious. Uh, that is cooped in with the fact that I was probably really hungry at the time, but <laughs> still the food was delicious. We got a bunch of stuff to go and brought it back here for uh, all the uncles and stuff. So yeah. grain of salt, it's, cool. it's a human experience. Yeah, right. Yeah. Second so chow, one. Wait, Chow Champ or Chow Chump? Uh, chimp Champ, right? <laughs> <laughs> chow. Chow Chump. Ch- yeah. Chow, chow Champ. Chow, chow Champ. champ. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Chow champ. It was Insert a winner. Chimp video here. <laughs> it, was a, yeah. it was a winner. Yeah. Uh, second one was In and Out. Shortly after finishing the barbecue, uh, yeah, we mean shortly. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> like, directly. Maybe, <laughs> directly. Maybe after. five or seven minutes after finishing the barbecue, we drove over to In and Out, and I got a uh, thirteen burgers. So that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> thirteen. They, they weren't sure. We kid you not. That's hilarious. Animal um, style. Yeah, they were good. And how much extra did that cost? Uh, it was free. free. Animal style was free. free. In and out. Yeah. Unbelievable. Free 99. Free 99. <laughs> that's free. Nice. Uh, that's also a uh, a champ. Yeah. Good. Chomp champ. <laughs> what are yours, Luke? Um, so mine is not Texas related. I, I could have made it. But um, I said I was going to try um, this Oreo hack that the Oreo Twitter account posted and it was three crushed up oreos three tablespoons of milk in a mug heated for i think 30 seconds okay like fully crushed up like including the gunk on the inside yes okay um i would say it was a chow champ it was it was pretty good cool um i'll have to give that a shot it wasn't i thought it was normal oreos or double stuff normal oreos at least that's what i used but it was um i was expecting it to be some sort of like Oreo milk, mm-hmm. but it ended up turning into like a brown paste. Oh, really? Like an Oreo brown paste, but it was still pretty good. Okay. So, so all you do is crush three Oreos and put it in a mug? And mi- with milk. Oh, with milk. And okay, microwave okay. it. Yeah, yeah. How much milk? <laughs> three tablespoons of milk. Oh, I see. So yeah, it would end up pasty. Right. You just add more milk if you want it to be like liquid, though. Right. But you might get all the gunk at the bottom. How many fluid ounces in a tablespoon? It's five. Uh, no. <laughs> That's not true. I'm sorry I offended you, Riley. <laughs> there <laughs> there you is seen two the fluid ounces. <laughs> no, there's two tablespoons in a fluid ounce. Right? Can I we ask know. Google? Yeah, so one Can we ask Siri? Right. Let's ask the audience. Everybody key in your responses now <laughs> in the comments below. <laughs> and the answer says, just kidding, I'll look I'm, it up. I'm fairly certain it's two tablespoons to a fluid ounce. So that means one third fluid ounce per tablespoon. Where did you get that from? Just that that math did not follow. For easy us. division. There are two, <laughs> there, Google says there are two tablespoons per one ounce. Yes. Insert clapping. 
sound here. Okay, the editing on this one's going to be a lot. All the inserts <laughs> Riley's requesting. <laughs> um, yeah, it was pretty good. It was like a paste. So I would say, just because I may try it again, that it's the Chow Champ. Chow Champ. For next week, um, I'm not sure if I'll be able to get it, um, depending on quarantine and hoarding of individuals at grocery stores. Yeah, yeah. toilet paper's in rough shape Just right now. Roll up some toilet paper and put it in a glass with milk. Also, so <laughs> put it in the microwave for 30 <laughs> seconds. I was expecting it to be toilet paper milk, but it actually was more of a paste. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I was going to try ramen. I don't think I've ever had ramen. Just regular ramen. Oh, you mean like uh, like the microwave ramen? Yes. Right, yeah. So, I've never I mean, tried you're it. not... I'm not missing much. a. I know you. You should get like good ramen from like a ramen place, like a restaurant. Uh, That's good. I'll stuff. try and find one. If you get actual ramen from like a restaurant, like yeah. A, I don't even know what types of restaurant make this, but uh-huh. that stuff is extremely good. It's ridiculously yeah. good. Okay, It'll put well, you to I'll try sleep. to find that. You'll really? Fall, Why? Oh, I just every time I have that stuff, I feel like I fall asleep because like, of carbs or what? I don't know. I, it's like fat and carbs. Combined in the right ratio, or it's good. something. It's great. It's great. Interesting. Yeah. Well, okay. So yes, option one, I find an actual restaurant and try real ramen. Option yeah. two, I try microwave ramen. You could do a little side by side. Yeah, I may do a little side by side comparison. DoorDash. Ooh. Some, uh, yeah, maybe. Some ramen. Yeah. Okay. Um, so now let's move into uh, humans are amazing. Yeah, I want to go first because uh, Elijah already mentioned it. <laughs> my my humans are amazing. Is this afternoon when we went to In and Out to get food for ourselves after already <laughs> buying several pounds of barbecue for our uncles and everybody? Yeah, and we go to In and Out to get more food for ourselves, and Elijah gets up there and just orders thirteen burgers. <laughs> out of nowhere we did not discuss this so not discussed um, impromptu order humans are amazing when they think about others and yeah go out of their way and that's what elijah did he mm-hmm. did that uh, you guys are welcome i was thinking about you both so <laughs> thank you buddy after i ordered my cheeseburger <laughs> separately <laughs> right, yeah just kidding um but yeah it was a big hit everybody was super pumped yeah though, i still think there's that. some uneaten cheeseburgers upstairs. five or six I think well, I you don't know of, what's happened in the last that's true. 30 minutes or so. Right. So, yeah, that's my humans are amazing. Shout out Elijah Malloy. There you go. Of Germany. Of Germany. What about you guys? I think my humans are amazing is Luke Malloy. Oh, what the? Because he can drive a golf ball <laughs> 350 some <laughs> yards. <laughs> so. It's like superhuman strength. <laughs> BS. Today, I was warming up uh, before our round started with, I think, my six iron. Uh And uh, it might have been my my five iron, whatever, one of those two. Um, And was, like, hitting a few shots or whatever, think it was going well. And Luke's like, hey, let me try. And uh, comes and just absolutely destroys a golf ball, like, (laughs) like, way past where I was hitting. I was just like, damn, what... I'm sorry. Dang. <laughs> you can say damn. I'm not going to blame uh, that. Damn, what? I was like, 
hey, wow, what club was that? And he looks down, and he's like, oh, that's my eight iron leg. It's <laughs> <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> sick. It's dude. ridiculous. <laughs> it's sick, dude. Also, today on the 18th hole, just to go on Riley's, uh, Riley's thing with yeah. Luke, um, I was hitting my four iron off of the white tees. Um, mm-hmm. That's about like, depending on the They're hole. They're shorter. They are shorter yeah. than the most back tees that you can hit off. Meaning of. easier. So it's closer to the hole. Yeah. Um, probably like 30 or 40 or more uh, yards, just depending on the hole. Um, so I teed off and was up on my second shot. And Luke, from like 40 or 50 yards behind where I went, like went and hit a ball. It landed like directly next to me. Like, <laughs> cool. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. I'm sorry. I feel like I was hitting up on you guys all day. No, it was just the last hole where we had, um, we were taking a little bit too long too, okay. but you guys had like one or two balls that not came close, but mm-hmm. like in, in the area. So yeah. that was no problem. So yeah, humans are amazing because <laughs> uh, they have a superhuman ability to swing their hips and keep their hands in, uh, in the right formation. Yeah. It's all in the hips, yeah. It's all it is hips. all in the hips. It's all in the hips, but only if your hands can follow. Yes. Yeah, it's always funny whenever I go and play golf with people I don't know, because um, I'm like, you know, six one, pretty average, minus build. Like I, I'm not, I don't You're look not average minus build. Do you know what average <laughs> is? Average minus. You're a big what boy, dude. <laughs> Below average. No, average that's minus. not true. In terms of like, bit, like you wouldn't look at me and be like, wow, he's got muscles. No, but you would say that like you're like you're a a fit dude okay like no yeah, i agree with that I, in, I mean out of the uh, anyway no one's gonna look at you and be like oh my god he's fat like but you would if you see me walk up to a golf course you wouldn't think that i hit it that far and so then whenever i play with somebody yeah they're always like oh my gosh i did not expect that right that's Which true always makes me laugh because you're like ha 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 <laughs> i'm better than you think i hit ball far <laughs> 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 um Anyway, so Elijah, your turn. Uh, humans, what was what's the Humans are amazing. Humans are amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, first off, I also got two for this one. First off, hanging out with Riley and Luke this entire weekend. I haven't yes. seen them in a, a long time. Uh-huh. It's been probably over a year or a year now since I've seen them. So yeah. it was awesome to see them. Yeah, Second one, um, Ditto. also going on Riley's uh, food champ um, with the jalapeno sausages. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I got one of those yesterday during the uh, break between the ninth and the tenth hole, yeah. and the bartender put on extra cheese for free. So wow. shout out to her! Nice shout out her free uh, Monterey Jack shredded cheese. Yes, uh, that was great. Did you tip her as a thank you? Uh, Fifty cents. She was great. Nice, <laughs> cheap. Hey, that's all a slice of cheese costs these days. Right. <laughs> that's R- uh, wound up from uh, rounded up from nine fifty. It's perishable. Cents, They're so. down in price because of the coronavirus. Yeah, so. that's true. There's probably coronavirus in the cheese. Yeah. <laughs> well, nice. Uh, well, let's just jump into humans are annoying then. Humans are annoying. This is uh, <clears throat> the show's favorite segment. Okay. Um, <clears throat> since we're talking about golf, I'll go first because mine's about golf. Great. We came from several states. There's 12 of us. We came from, I don't know, like nine different states, eight different states, all over the country to play golf three days in a row in one weekend. And we go to the golf course yesterday, 
and oh. they did not have us marked down to be playing golf on their course. Yep. After we paid. So my yeah. hu- my humans are annoying is um, whoever had the communication break between us and them. Some kind of uh, alignment issue. Yeah. There was not. Somebody with the course messed yeah. it up, and they are annoying to me. Yep. They messed up our mojo. It all worked out. We got out and played. We did. But it was less than ideal. Agreed. Yeah, that so. person's annoying. They are annoying. Whoever it was. What's yours? Mine. Um. <laughs> okay, so my most annoying human that I've interacted with in the past uh, few days has been today on the road when Riley was driving us to In-N-Out shortly <laughs> after finishing the barbecue. Oh, yeah. we, had, <laughs> we had to flip a U-turn at this one light, and we had a green arrow. And there was also someone turning right in the same direction that we were going to end up going. So uh, they yeah, didn't it was one of those us. awkward situations where, yeah. Yeah, they went first when we had the green arrow, and I was upset. And I'm still upset about it. I'm upset. Until next week. I thought he was going to throw something at the car. <laughs> it wasn't a big deal. On a scale of 1 to 10, it was like a negative 1. But, but yeah, you, had rem- to pick you remember it. Yeah. yeah. And you'll probably remember it five years from now. Probably. It'll flash back into my memory, just like instantly on the road. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you see a gray charger or challenger or whatever charger it was. Yeah. F that guy. God. License plate. <laughs> Reminds me of Austin 2020. Yep. <laughs> um, nice. That's a good one. Uh, driving's always a big hit. Big hit. Driving's annoying. So mine is about a grocery store interaction. Oh, no. Where... I was grocery store shopping, and I was... You were shopping for grocery stores? Yeah, I was. Yep, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> I do this thing where I won't know what I want, so I'll just kind of browse around and, like, let the aisles talk to me <laughs> and tell me, like, Sorry. what I should get. But uh-huh. I had this idea in my head of getting lentils and cooking lentils yes. to put in my lunches. Yeah. So I was just, like, minding my own business looking at lentils. Right. And this woman comes up to me. She's walking by me, and she just turns and says, cubed ham. (laughs) And I'm like, what? She says it again, cubed ham. And I just (laughs) look at her, and I say, what are you talking about, cubed ham? And she's like, take some of those and uh, uh, put them in a soup with cubed ham. It's the best soup you've ever had. (laughs) And I'm just like, okay. Okay, I don't believe you, but... How, how old was this lady? <laughs> I mean, maybe like 55 or something. How does yeah. it make you feel that a 55-year-old was hitting on you? I don't <laughs> think she was hitting on me. I think she was just one of those people that likes to like say a word to everyone she passes by. You know what I mean? Paper towels. <laughs> Paper towels. <laughs> Though I appreciate... Bacon. I appreciate the notion. She was definitely uh, she could hitting, be hitting on you. On yeah, she, 100%. She was hitting you. you should have just shown her your ring. Right. Sorry, take Sorry, it. Sorry, <laughs> But yeah, humans are annoying because I just want to mind my own business and figure out what kind of lentils I want to get without being bothered. Right. About Let the man get his lentils. A soup recipe. Right. Cubed ham. If you're going to tell me a recipe, just like give me a little context. Don't just say <laughs> the other ingredients in the recipe and expect me to pick up on what you're talking about. 
Like, <laughs> maybe that's like the culture there, and you just don't know. I just, I guess so. <laughs> she pass you on three or four different aisles and just shout one ingredient. Every <laughs> time. Yeah, it's a clue. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh man, yeah, that is annoying. Yeah, very valid. Soup's valid, dude. Um, so word of the week. It's time for word of the week. Oh yeah. Sponsored by Riley. Sponsored by Riley. I have a word of the week. Yes. uh, That comes from the mathematics and computer science world. Nice. And it is idempotent. 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 Yes. One (laughs) word? One word, yes. I'm watching the hairs on the microphone like (laughs) (laughs) pop up as I say idempotent. Potent. (laughs) Potent. And what it means is basically it's a. Some kind of operation you do on something such that you can do it more than once and you're going to end up with the same result. Okay. So, example. Example would be if I refresh a page, if I refresh, uh, let's, what's a good example? Like a, a web page that never changes. Static. Like, like a static web page, like Reddit. Like, let's mm-hmm. say you're on Reddit and like it's a short enough time span, like you haven't, like, refresh the queue or whatever yeah like if i hit refresh twice i'm gonna get the same result right over and over again yes or like if i you know refresh cnn.com or something right a couple times like i'm always gonna end up with the same result if i divide by one yeah right yeah Um, or like after you get a night's sleep and you're still just as tired as before so you go to sleep again and you're still still just just as tired yeah that's or like i make my bed Right? I'm going to uh-huh. make my bed. And then if I make my bed again, it's I still, still end up made. with a made bed. Interesting. Right? Yeah. That's a co- Can it be applied to things other than mathematics? And- of course. I mean, mathematics is just like a, an abstract language with which to talk about the real world. So, well, you know, fill my water glass to the top. Idempotent. Yeah, because it's going to be at the top each time you do it. Right. Right. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's a good word. Good word. And then you could you could also talk about it as a state identipotence. 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 Yeah, identipotence. And the other was I. Identipotent. Identipotent. I can't speak English. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll need you to write those down for me. Cool. So I remember. Yeah. Well, those are cool. You got it, my dude. Um. Speaking of which, let's let's jump back into some questions. I have some more for you fellas. Okay. So, I've always wondered this. Why are there multiple languages in coding? Mm. Either one of you can take this one. That's a good question. I want to hear a lot of answer. About it? Yeah, you should talk about it. Okay, um, I don't have a very like specific answer for this question. Um, different languages. Uh, so, I guess the first question to answer this is: What's the? What is a language targeting to do? Okay, are you a mathematician or someone studying physics? Are you someone trying to build a web uh, a website that hosts podcasts or something? Right. Um, different languages have different strong points, right? There's a few very low-level languages that are good at mathematics and 
Um, Quick operation. Exactly. It's uh -huh. adding numbers, subtracting numbers, multiplying, mm -hmm. dividing, expo right. exponents, stuff like that. Or even like moving stuff around in memory. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Which is what? Like C? Yeah. Something like that. Mm -hmm. Rust. Rust. C. Isn't that a video game? Rust. Or Call of Duty. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> that was actually really cool that you mentioned C. That's like uh, the lowest... Yeah. level language that I took I took a programming mm -hmm. class on C. There you go. That's so, a yeah. very low level language. The yeah. the hardest the hardest thing we had to do was use um and you would be able to enter any date or any year and it would tell you what date Easter was. Oh, nice. In that year. <laughs> like the the day of the week and the or like the day of the year that it would, yeah. Easter would be on. Yeah. That one, so C in specific does mathematical equations extremely quick. Mm -hmm. If you have any application or uh, platform that does anything with math or physics or like even financial trading, most of the time they're C or C++, which is also another low-level language. Yeah. Um, let's say, for example, you're building a website or a mobile app, right? You uh -huh. can't do that in C. Uh, technically, you can, but... 100% of the time, you're not going to do it in C, okay? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of infrastructure that people have built to make things easier. That so, if you were to use C, you'd just be rebuilding all of that. So are the different languages using the same root language, and it's almost more of like an easier interface or so communication, essentially? The, the root language being like binary, essentially. Oh, right. Whatever a compiler breaks code down to. Okay. Um. It's not like a root language that us as programmers or developers use. It's more of just like a thought process on uh -huh. how a computer understands instructions. Right. So it doesn't go from like Java to C and no. then C to like binary or whatever. There I are guess. some languages which are built off of other languages. Right. That's. I guess that's what I was saying. Not, but not all of them are that way. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, each one. So each one has their different strong points. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you can also say, like, a lot of languages are can be put into, um, um, what do they call, what do they call that? Like, the... Put into what? Like, um, the line-by-line... Line. Ah! Compile, or not compiler, like a... Like a debugger? No, man, um... <laughs> Like the script itself? No, like uh, um, Microsoft Word. Mibic. <laughs> <laughs> they call it. Uh, Are you gonna get it, or should we just move on? I'm gonna Google it. Okay, real quick. <clears throat> so, while Riley's looking that up, it's Shh. different than like, like speaking languages. Yes, it depends on what you're trying to do. Given yeah. any problem that you have, what are you? What's your path to solve that problem? Uh -huh. Depending on that path, sometimes you would choose a different language. Right. With that being said, a lot of languages assembly. can do assembly. assembly. Okay. A lot of languages can do a lot of the same stuff. Uh -huh. There are occasions where you would choose like Swift if you want an iOS app. Or right. Java or Kotlin if you want an Android app, right. or you know Ruby um, if you want like a website, or JavaScript if you want a website. Uh -huh. um, you can also do mobile apps in like C Sharp, right? So uh -huh. that works as well, and also C++ if you want to get a super low level. Right. Um, it just like, 
it depends on what you're trying to do. Um, and uh, also what the code base is in already. Yeah, that's right. true. Let's say, for example, you've got a mobile app that's written in C Sharp. You're not going to restart everything from Swift, right? Ooh, yeah. Just to like change one screen or whatever. Yeah. Or oh, like you hire a new that. guy, you're going to make sure that new guy. So like, what happens? Because didn't isn't Swift new from like a couple years ago? What happened when they brought that in? Did they have to redo everything? Swift it's based off of Objective C, right? So Objective C was an existing language that okay. Apple had. Yeah. And they essentially just redid it and they called it Swift. Okay, so it was yeah. able to like be transitioned over. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There is this one concept in programming called readability, which is your ability as a human to look at a computer file with code in it uh -huh. and read what is going on, right. what the previous developer or programmer was trying to instruct the computer to do. Right. <clears throat> so like adding notes on each line. <clears throat> stuff yeah, like that, that that is one thing, but even without like comments or anything, or comments, like yeah, the yeah. ability to go through line by line and understanding uh, based on variable names, based on method names, yeah. based on just like, you know, uh, even organization of code, what that programmer is trying to do. Yeah. Um, Swift was a much easier readable language for iOS and mm -hmm. Apple uh -huh. than Objective C. Um, if you read Objective C, it's extremely difficult to understand anything that's going on. Um, I didn't spend any time coding in Objective C, but anytime I look at any script that has Objective C in it, it's just like you vomit. It's just gibberish, dude. It's hieroglyphs, you know. Really? It's like Egyptians wrote it, you know. I yeah. I can't follow any of it. Uh -huh. So uh, Swift is a newer language. Um, it's easier to read. It's easier to write. You can do a lot of cool stuff in it, and that's what moving forward. That's what iOS yeah. apps use right. is Swift instead of Objective C. That's cool. And so what? Um, so like you said, they're like they have similarities, or like in terms of the st structure, I guess, or like the purpose. So like if you were to if you were to try and learn a new language, it wouldn't be like going from English to Spanish. It would be like you just have to. That depends on the language because really? there are some languages which are really similar to each uh -huh. other. Yeah. And then there are some that are like completely other categories. Interesting. So there are these like different kind of uh, category. I mean, you can say categories yeah. of languages based on uh, where like where they come from, kind of, and right. the principles that they abide by. And like the main one that were like a lot of people learn initially that comes is called object oriented programming okay. or like imperative programming yeah. right but then there's this whole other field that's like functional programming okay that's like you know a very different world that you can get used to over time right but, um, yeah so it kind of depends where you're coming from that's actually a very good analogy um, there are languages that are extremely similar um, the so the main thing in programming is the idea behind what you're trying to do. Right. If you're trying to add five to a number and then multiply it by two and then divide by five or something. Yeah. Um, the idea is the same through any language that you develop in. Uh -huh. The actual syntax to like pass a number from one section of code to another and then right. add by five and then divide might be different. Right. But the idea is the same. Um, where you place like the actual 
mathematical operations and where you accept information from one section of code to another and where you return information from might be different, but um, the base idea is all the same. Mm -hmm. And I think that goes on to what Riley was saying about languages. Like, yeah, yeah it kind of depends, but uh, it, it is a little bit the same, but the syntax is different. Right. It's yeah. like organizational changes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. Super fancy. Yeah. Nice. Um, so going back to readability, um, Riley wanted me to ask you what your, in terms of apps, which ones you think have really good UI and which ones have really bad UI and what, like what makes a good UI? So two different terms here. UI being the actual user interface or uh -huh. layouts of elements on the screen. Yeah. And then UX, which Riley mentioned earlier, being um, the experience. User experience, which is how a user feels when interacting with a specific screen. Right. Okay. Um, as far as to answer your original question, Spectrum as the best. <laughs> yeah, basically, long story short, anything Spectrum is great. Anything non-Spectrum is subpar. Um, it's not super great. So, yeah, just, yeah, that's all I got to say. I, I would need a list of apps that you yeah, would want me to so go like through. Facebook. Like Facebook, yeah. Whoa, we said Facebook at the same time. Yeah. Facebook's okay. From uh, I'm not a UX, I'm not a UI person. All I do is get... Mm screenshots from designers that tell me how to lay out screens. And right, so they lay it out and you just have to do... Basically. Right. Or like um, Robin Hood. Robin Hood's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know about that from a UX perspective. I feel yeah. like UX, from my perspective, it's cool. Uh -huh. um, it, it is kind of cool. I do find that occasionally it's difficult to navigate the app and figure out like how to sell, how to see all the stocks you have or how to like yeah. sell specific portions of stocks, which is... Not easy for me to figure out how to do. Um, stonks? But <laughs> stonks. stonks. <laughs> but I feel like Robinhood is still a cool app. It's still visually appealing to me. And it's pretty simple. Yeah. It is. It's pretty yeah. straightforward. Yeah. So, okay. So just to clarify, user experience, that's stuff like maybe an animation and when you click a button or sound effects or no. that's completely different ux is like i got really wide eyes staring at me when i started saying that <laughs> ux like includes ui ux is like a more vague term okay it's like the ui plus like you know a bunch of collections of uis and how they work with each other okay and like how a person feels when they use them so ux is like purely how like the emotions people feel not emotions necessarily but uh like qualitative feedback you get okay right yeah is that fair to say like it's a level higher up from the actual elements on the screen right it's not like yeah. you know okay. this button is here this text field is here uh -huh. it's just like we want to route this we want this person to feel like they it's very easy for them to browse stocks, right? And all they need to do is click one button to buy a stock, right? That's like a user experience okay. thing. That yeah. makes more sense, right? And right. that's like a that's a more abstract thing that then yeah that then in turn results in some desired UI layout, right? Right. To achieve that user experience, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's cool. Cool. Um, I am curious 
you guys probably both know a little bit about it. Riley probably more than Elijah, but selling users data. Oh yeah. What are you guys' thoughts on it? And like how does it work? That's a very loaded question, but well, do you guys think it like the general public thinks it's morally wrong? I mean, when I you put like. it that way, but you can but at its base, like at its core, it's something that the advertising industry has been doing for a long time. How like so so say like in the 1940s. Yeah, I mean it's like demographic deep. information, right? Yeah. We're going to put an ad in this like rich white neighborhood. Uh-huh. A, like for a product that we want to market Watches to rich white something. people. Right? Like we're going to put a Rolex ad. Right. Like in a rich white neighborhood, we're not going to put it in like a poor urban neighborhood or something like right. that. Right. That's so it's, and it's just that like carried to its like logical next steps, right? Right. In terms of being able to access the data. Yeah, in terms of being able to do that like at a at a person by person level, right? Yeah. Like, oh, we know that this product uh, is something that people which have in the past like liked iced tea and mm-hmm. enjoyed Oreos and are males <laughs> between the ages of twenty five and thirty. Right. Like we know that product. We know this the product love spectrum. Right. We know they'll <laughs> right. So let's target them. So uh-huh. when you're selling users' data, at least in my experience, that's usually what you're trying to do, right? Yeah. You want to target a specific group of people or you want to know something about a specific group of people so that you can push stuff at them that you are you think will perform well with them or that you just think is a product that that's like your target market for the product. Yeah. And so do you guys, maybe this is more of a personal question, but do you guys feel like having stuff targeted at you is better than just a bunch of random stuff? So here's what I feel. Um, all companies, Yahoo, Google, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, collect information on the stuff that you look at through their app Uh or, you know, even Google and Facebook in some instances, stuff outside of their app. Yeah. Um, you are going to get hit with advertisements regardless of what platform you're on, right? Right. You're going to see advertisements on the side of your screen or bottom of your screen or whatever. Uh-huh. I believe, don't quote me on this, I believe that you have the option on all of these platforms to opt out of data gathering. I know Google, right. you do. You're supposed some to. Setting I have done this, yes. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, um, I probably should do that. I don't know about the other platforms, okay. but I believe that you have the ability to. Yeah. If you're going to get hit with advertisements, regardless of uh-huh. whether you opt in or out of this data... Um, I'd rather see advertisements that are more related to me. You know, yeah, stuff that that's I may, what I feel. I may, yeah. I yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like I go rather... on Instagram now and like I see a bunch of ads for stuff that I'm like, oh, that's cool. Right. Like I, I'm interested. Like in I'd that, rather bro. get <laughs> I'd rather get like stuff for golf clothes rather than like feminine products. Right. Yeah. You know, like it. Exactly. At least it's. I think what freaks people out is when they say something out loud and then see an ad on it, like minutes later. And that's. I, I firmly believe that that is a placebo effect. Really? Or that it's not a real effect, yeah. Because because the fact that they said it means that they were probably looking at it at some point previously, and they just it happens like one in every 50 ads they see, and they just think that so, it's all the time. Yeah, so first of all, you're exposed to a lot of ads yeah. on the internet, so there's a pretty high chance that... You like, know, we don't gonna, even see them all. You're good, yeah. We just zone them out. Yeah, right. right. Second... 
what you were saying, which is that if you're talking about it out loud, there's probably a good chance that it's something that you might have been looking at related right. things at anyway online. Third, uh, these companies blast a lot of stuff out. Uh -huh. So there's just going to be a lot of random things that you might see that could be, you know, coincidentally, co totally coincidental. Something you just said. And then the fourth thing is confirmation bias, which is that we hear the stories where people do have this thing happen to them, right? right. But we don't have an idea of how often this doesn't happen. Yes. So how often I talk about brisk lemonade or Watch, brisk I'm going to get an tea. ad for brisk lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's happened. I've talked about, like, like you're saying, I've talked about um, how I used to get purple mattress ads mm -hmm. because I looked them up once. And then... Uh, this was on the podcast a while ago, and yeah. then after recording the ma the podcast, I got a purple mattress ad. It's confirmation. So bias. let's see if I get <laughs> let's see if I get a brisk ad. Just kidding. It's fake news. There was one time I was hanging out with some people, and one of them was talking about a band that they were going to go see, like mm -hmm. uh, in two or three weeks or whatever. This was a while back. Yeah. Never heard of the band. Never listened to that type of music. Yeah. And then, like for the next two weeks, all I got was like tickets, or I'm sorry, advertisements for tickets for that band. Uh, I was like, interesting. Riley. Confirmation bias. What? The place you worked at Chicago was an ad company, right? Correct. Yeah. So I have a question. Cylinder NDA. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to ask super specific stuff, probably. Um, but so, like, a lot of ads. I don't know where you get, where they would get, or other advertising mm -hmm. companies or whatever would get their data. But is there a possibility that, say, in that situation, Elijah was just explaining, that their data was being tracked and saw that they were together, and some of the interests Oops. crossed Overlapped. over? Yes. Really? That's possible. Mm -hmm. How would, how would does that work? Like, how would that not just be, like, say somebody goes to a concert, how would that not be mixed up with thousands of other people? So it varies on how you exactly do this, but I mean, one of the IDs that people use to track when they're doing ads, right, and like uh, collecting people's information is IP addresses. Okay. Yeah. Right. And yeah. even though they're coming anonymized, a lot of times. Like if I live with someone, yes, we're gonna share the IP address unless they're using a VPN or right. something like that. But yeah. the vast majority of people don't use a VPN. Okay. So that ID is effectively a way to group people together. Right. Um, and then there's a couple other things that are similar to that because then you can get into into like identity graphs, right? So like you can have an IP address ID uh -huh. and then like associated IDs of individuals that you might know about as well. Okay. Right? And then from there, like, you can continue out a chain, right? Because you might have, like, two... You might have, like, two IP addresses that are, that are related. Right. And then have, like, the individuals that are related to each of the individual IPs. Uh-huh. And then, like, that creates a group. branching out. Right. Exactly. That's cool. Yep. And interesting. Um, um, what was I going to say? Think. Sorry, I remember now. How long does it take? For, like, say I look something up. Yeah. How long does that take to get through all of the ad processing and and start being distributed? Does that make sense? Oh. At all? Like, is it like a matter of minutes or like a day? 
I mean... Or does it depend? It really depends on what platform you're on and, yeah. like, what you're doing, right? Yeah. If it's Amazon, if, like, you look up an ad on Amazon... or if, Sorry, if you look up a product on Amazon, like, you could pretty immediately start seeing ads for that product because Amazon's so big and they have these, yeah. like, you know, central services which can feed out really quickly. Right. Um, but if you Google something random like, you know... Uh, carburetor, mm-hmm. <laughs> like or like a car part, yeah, or something like that. Then that could take much longer or never happen altogether. Okay, yeah. So is there like some sort of selection process or like algorithm that determines? <clears throat> I mean, it's it, it's not it even an algorithm more... necessarily. It's like a provider based thing, right? So, like Google maintains that they don't like they don't sell individual search. Right. Result. They data, compile right? their own. And they then do like that. aggregates, right? So yeah. they'll look at like certain areas okay. and sell that out, right? Or they're, yeah. what they have is an ad service, right? So what you can just say is like, I want to show an ad to this group of people uh-huh. like that has this uh, preference, mm. uh, this gender or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then they use their own data that they know about what they've gathered and they they send the ad out. So they they're not selling people that information. They're just they're just leveraging their own insights. Right. right? Okay. What they would sell would be if you click on an ad. Yeah. Right. If okay. you click on an ad or like if you look at an ad, uh-huh. if you see an ad then like then that's something that they could know. So if I click on an ad for um you know, Harry's or something like the shaving yes. company, right? right? Right. Then they can sell that to Harry's, and then they can like Harry's can increase the amount that they would start showing me ads. Right. Right. Okay, that's interesting. I feel like I've said that a lot this episode. That's interesting. <laughs> um, Good filler word. It is. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, why do I keep blanking on what I was going to say? I had two. Two topics I wanted to bring up after that. Two topics. Two topics. Riley's been. I'm sorry. Luke's been drinking a lot today. <laughs> of water. Ayo. Oh, slammed. Um. Okay, so we were talking about ads. What was I gonna ask about? Okay, I don't remember what it was going to be, but I'm gonna go into the next one. Speaking of selling, and data. You know what's coming next. <laughs> you, you work at EA. I do, yes. I do indeed. EA is known for their microtransactions. I mean, we're also known for making gate, great games. Well, right, 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 products, right, right, right. Yes, right. of In course. Our, yeah. Um, this, I mean, this isn't going to be an interrogation. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm curious. Yeah. So you being, you're a senior data strategist? I'm a senior data analyst. Analyst, sorry. So that means you look at microtransactions and figure out... You explain it. It'll be better than me guessing. (laughs) Well, I don't specifically, but I look at... I I have looked at, you know, how people spend in-game. Okay. uh, And then how that affects their... How they play the game. Uh And how that affects they might then, you know, purchase next year's game or Uh a different game or purchase again in the future another microtransaction or something like that right right? and just to be clear for those that don't know a microtransaction is say 
like you buy a game and then you want to play like maybe an extra level you could you could pay, you could pay like an extra dollar or whatever mm-hmm. it costs yeah so usually like i work on um sports games yes. madden and fifa right right and in that world like the the uh it's called the ultimate team right so madden ultimate team fifa ultimate team and effectively what you're buying is like you're building a deck uh-huh. That's like your team, right? right? So, like trading cards, exactly. So okay. you can, if you can earn cards by playing, but you can also purchase cards, certain types of cards too, right? To get there with, faster, exactly. Well, right. sometimes they're mutually exclusive. Like the cards that you would earn are uh-huh. different from the cards that you would buy, right? But there are some, there are like ones where it overlaps as yes. well, right? Yeah. So, so you are involved in like kind of figuring out the price point to set on stuff. I'm not involved in that, no. Or, but, but I know, but you, like... You guys do that. That's, like, that, something yeah. we do. So, yeah. in terms of, like, a strategy, why why do you guys add microtransactions? Well, that's a complicated question. Yeah. Um, like, I obviously, mean, it's to make more money. Yeah, so... But I guess I guess my question is why... It started why in the including, industry, right? Like, it's something yeah, that the industry started everybody does it. doing a long yeah. time ago, right? So... Once we added it, you know, effectively, we became involved in a loop of having to continue. Like, we need to keep meeting revenue targets, right? We're a publicly yes. traded company, right? Public traded company. Yeah. So it it just became a like a business model, right? right. Um, yeah. So I remember video games <clears throat> to buy the full game, like I don't know, like maybe eight years ago. Yeah. They like. At some point, got to sixty dollars. Yeah, and I feel like it's stayed around sixty dollars mm-hmm. since then. Yeah. Is microtransactions essentially a way to keep that game price at sixty dollars, but then actually make the game at the end of the day cost more in terms, like to to keep up with inflation? Yeah, and, and kind all of. That? I mean, it's not to keep up with inflation necessarily, but it's just a different way like it's just a different business model right right instead of uh i mean it's like i mentioned this today when we were playing golf i think like uh-huh. you know not like everybody has to go to pay and pl- to play golf right and there's also like all this other stuff you can buy like right drinks or, or food or range course. balls to warm range up. balls right yeah. like they're all they're like upsells. add-ons on top yeah, they're, add-ons. they're options yeah yeah and so it's not to replace us having to price up everything, but it's yes. like a different. It's a. It's like a different way for us to, um, to think about how we can improve the bottom line to help us provide yeah. a better product in the long term. That was a good analogy. I yeah, like I like that. that. Yeah. yeah, that was good. Thanks. Thought about it. So, if you don't have to buy microtransactions to play games, no, that's not at all. it's all extras. Correct for more swag. Maybe more, swag. more fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's cool. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the a lot of the controversy in the past is people that feel like microtransact, like people paying are are paying to win. Right? Yeah. They're paying to win the game, uh-huh. and there there is a certain extent of that happening in our games, but also plenty of other games. Right. Right. But the idea is to limit the scope of that. Right, so yeah. like only like make certain modes 
of the game where that type of uh, no pl- no microtransactions apply. Right. Or you're limited in some sense. So you yeah. could have a microtransaction group, but like there's going to be some kind of balancing factor, like a check that would even out the playing fee- field for people yeah. that haven't bought things. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and similarly, like, uh, you know, I think that there's like this, if you're playing a multiplayer game, uh-huh. right? Like, you know, yeah, it's going to be more likely that like the people that when as you go up the leaderboard, those are going to be, be the people that are more likely to like spend in the game because right. they're just the people that are like obsessed with the game. They right. Play or a lot they more. stream and and right. They're getting donations exactly. Wanna... But like for me, I have no problem playing a game and not spending any money. Right. And knowing that like if I did spend money, I might be a little bit better at something. But like I'm not trying to be the best. I'm just right. trying to have fun playing the game. Right. So who cares if I'm not like that much better? Yeah. If I don't buy this special card or something. Right. right. And then like part of but I mean, nonetheless, this all has caused controversy. Yeah. So a whole new side of it is vanity only, right? So like Fortnite. Yes. Fortnite, you don't nothing you buy powers you up. Yes. It's only for show. Right. For the swag. Right. For the swag. I feel like, at least personally, I didn't even know really about microtransactions, or mm-hmm. at least that that's what they were called until, um, what was the one you guys, the Star Wars one that came out a while Battlefront ago? Battlefront 2. Battlefront 2. Yeah. That's kind of the one that made uh, the headlines. Yeah, right? it did. Yeah. So what What was what was everybody upset about with that? And like why it was what basically what I was talking about before is that yeah. like people felt they took the system too far. Okay. And that you had to put too much time in to be able to get cool characters or something like right. that. And um EA responded and uh-huh. uh scaled back. Scaled back and actually since then, like Battlefront two, the game has like changed entirely. Really? And it's like super fun now. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. It's a great game. Nice. Um, yeah, because I, I, that's all I remember. That's like that was big news, and everybody was super up in arms about it. Yeah. And yeah, it was like it seemed like they were scrambling to figure out how to recover. But a little bit. Yeah. That was a rough, they, rough year for us. Yeah. I remember. General. I remember scrolling on Reddit and seeing all like that stuff, where everyone on the internet was freaking out. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I almost sent you a text or a Snapchat a few times. It was just like, hey Riley, like, what are you do? What are you gonna do about this? <laughs> What's going on? Riley, what are you done? <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I remember what my other question was going to be. Um, I tweeted this and you replied and we had a little conversation, but I'd like more clarification. Okay. And Elijah, feel free to jump in if you have any thoughts as well. Um, I agree. <laughs> oh, wait. What? Sorry. Go ahead. Well, so put. I have been watching. The only time I watch actual TV is through DirecTV now or whatever to watch sports. And several times, like pretty much every commercial break, it'll pause and just play like the stupid music with like, we'll be right back. Oh, yeah. And I want to know why they don't run some sort of targeted ad. Like it's all online. Why don't they run some sort of targeted ad like YouTube does? And like... We're talking about uh, when you watch it like a... What what were you watching specifically? Like it would be like a Hulu. Purdue game. 
Purdue basketball game on, on like Big Ten Network. Okay, gotcha. So why wouldn't if the Big Ten Network? Because I'm assuming it's the Big Ten Network that provides the ads, or like they. Yeah, they're the ones that when I see the ads on that, yeah, they're so, in charge of it. But why wouldn't if they don't have anything? Why wouldn't Directv now be able to put on their own ads and like be able to lower their prices? So you may know because Spectrum. I don't know a hundred percent. Here's my initial guess: is that that Directv? What was what was the name of the company that you Directv have? now? Or it's. AT and T now, I think. AT and T now. Okay, they just have channels from other networks that they're showing, correct? Right. So they get channel from this network, channel from that network, and show it, right? Yeah. Those networks, I'm also assuming, get paid money from whoever has an advertisement on that channel, um, that's paid directly from the advertiser to the network. Right. I'm assuming that. Uh, AT&T now is either unhappy or has not yet worked out a business arrangement for them to show the advertisements that the network is getting paid for. Yeah, I'm assuming that they're paying oh. the network in addition to show their channel on uh, right. AT&T now. I'm also assuming that they are not happy with like, uh, it's like a, uh, a bargaining chip essentially. It says, hey, we're not gonna show your advertisements until we figure something else out. Yeah, right. It would be smarter if they showed their own advertisements instead yeah. of just showing a screen that says like, hey. With the same freaking song yeah, all the right. time. <laughs> Please hold. We'll be back in you know, right. 90 seconds or whatever. Yeah. And the, the licensing of all those different types of ads is like super complicated. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you that the reason they wouldn't ever show a targeted ad is just because that's not the tech setup that they have. In like, terms the, of like infrastructure and ability yeah. to... to Exactly. So the way that like targeted ads online work is like uh -huh. super complicated uh -huh. and like very digital, right? Right. But like the traditional broadcast space, like t television, uh -huh. they call it linear, linear television. Yeah. Is like very old school in terms of tech. Right. And so you can't really hook up like a TV broadcast to like an ad server and like be able to w interact with like an ad network that could then like find the right ad to sell someone or something like that. Like that's really complicated. Yeah. That, YouTube I mean, that can makes do sense. it because YouTube is over the internet exclusively. It's, it's uh, right? video on demand rather than a broadcast. Right. Exactly. Sorry, more screaming. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess I, I don't know, like maybe it'll come to that point eventually they'll figure something out, but I just see all of this like, dead time dead air yeah. dead air yeah and all of these streaming like tv streaming platforms keep raising their prices and i feel like there's got to be some way to it's also mix, not a fix big like expense to them like because not that many people watch the big 10 network well no i know but it scale. happens on it happens on other channels too i guess i'm yeah i guess what i'm saying is or, i don't know maybe maybe my question is is there a way that the ads could go through no uh, never mind i don't even know from a business perspective yeah. having uh, 
that space that they have every few minutes with just a black screen with some text on it is not an efficient use of their time or your as yeah. a consumer's time. Yeah. It would be better for them to show something, something. there. Right. But also like the way that people watch TV though is they usually just have it on in the background. Yeah. If you had like that kind of dead air on a YouTube thing, right. people would just click out of it. Right. So it's a lot like... The attention the span is... Less. The stakes are higher with YouTube or with yeah. Netflix or something like that. Right. right. Not Netflix. They don't show ads, but right. You know what I mean. Or like Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm sure we'll we'll see some sort of fix as as the yeah it'll, it'll evolve. evolve. I'm right. sure it'll evolve, but it's like kind of new. The linear TV space is like super behind right now. Right, and that's why they're kind of losing out to things like YouTube and Netflix and all that. Kind of, yeah. I mean, they're still really successful, yeah. all things considered. Right. Like The Bachelor. Yeah, exactly. Makes it <laughs> Stuff like that. Good. Yeah. Well, nice. Well, nice. We've been talking for a very long time. Yeah. I need you to guys... use the bathroom. Okay. Well, I was going <laughs> to wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. So... I need another beer. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you guys have anything you want to add or ask me? Luke's the best cousin, aside from Riley, that I have. Oh, ditto. You guys are awesome. You guys are awesome. You guys are awesome. Shouts out to the More Than Media <laughs> fan base. More Than Media. Thank you, guys. Uh, fan base. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shouts out to the fan base. Um, all of our relatives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, yeah. Well, I had a lot of fun talking to you guys. I'm sure yep. we could have kept talking for hours. But, Probably. Um, we have to get back and hang out with the boys. Yeah, man. So... That's what Saturdays are for. Yes, it is Saturday. All right. Oh, well, yeah. uh, make sure you guys submit questions for us to answer in future episodes online at morethan.media. And, uh, dot com. Just kidding. No, not no, there's dot com. no dot com. Dot, dot media org. is the dot com. <laughs> um, yeah. So, all right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you all for listening. See ya. Night. Bye bye.